Hello, hello. Welcome to Resemblings, a podcast. I probably should have checked if I have enough space in my SD card before I hit play on this recording. But, you know, we like to live our lives a little too much on the edge. So just welcome to Resemblings. I hope this recording makes it to the end. We might have to keep this one a little shorter than the hour and 35 minutes that you have come to expect if you've listened to our previous episode. Hopefully I won't ramble on too long. It's uh, it's 5.42 p.m. on a Saturday evening and I'm sat on the floor recording this because I've got the charger on my laptop and it's a very, very complicated setup. Basically the wire is um, doesn't extend to where the couch is so then I have to like bring my recording studio and just dismantle it on the ground. And when I say recording studio, I just basically mean a microphone because if if you haven't heard... I bought two microphones, so I'm recording this on a microphone. It is a relief not having to literally hold your uh, phone up to your mouth, making sure you don't move it too much. Um, So if if it's crisper quality, if you can hear me rumble in in my voice in a a better quality, then you you know why. Um, It's thanks to these microphones. Let's move on very quickly to the exciting part of a podcast of a resembling podcast that you've come to expect. We always begin with stats. And to be honest, the reason we do that is because I need something to start with. Um, it's um, one of, In one of my previous episodes, I, I mentioned the hardest part literally is, is pressing play. And seven episodes in, that holds true 100%. The amount of times I just thought, you know what? Do I really have to record a podcast episode? Like, people don't even... People, like, eh, no one cares. It's fine, just move on. Um, That's what I'm telling you I was thinking. I was actually thinking, oh, you know what? I should just watch Game of Thrones. Um, What's the point? Like, I could literally watch two episodes instead of doing this thing. So it still holds true that the hardest part is pressing play. And once you press play, like, it's 2 minutes and 20 seconds, and I haven't thought of what I'm going to say. And we're doing pretty good, I would say unbiased opinions so that's that's why uh stats is an easy um easy kind of like if you imagine a surfer it's that baby surfer board although i have absolutely no idea how you begin surfing or if you have baby surfer boards but you can you can imagine this is a uh, it's a good it's a good blend to um, jump into and that's what we're gonna do we're gonna have a little um stats Stats discussion. Um, Previous episode, wow. (laughs) Previous episode uh, was called For Lin-Manuel Miranda. That's for the Lin-Manuel Miranda because there's absolutely no other human being on this planet Earth called Lin-Manuel Miranda. And it did shockingly, or should we say unsurprisingly, 166 views. That's not counting Spotify because we're on Spotify now and... This is uh, from the views from other places. So if you've if you've heard our podcast on our on my website, or if you've heard it uh, through whatever podcast app that you prefer, I am not gonna start naming names because there's so many of them, and I'm gonna butcher somebody's name. And yeah, so 166 views, and that's not surprising because we had the the just the the delight of um, having our very special guest Andrew Seward. I'm gonna 
plug in your name again um sorry about tagging you so many times every time i had to like share this podcast like a previous podcast episode i was like oh, okay let's let's tag andrew again sorry about that andrew i'm sure you're listening to this and if you're not i'm going to tag you again just so you know that i'm apologizing for tagging you in so many tags makes sense makes sense <laughs> um but that episode did the best overall um from all the previous six which isn't which isn't surprising because um it, it was the longest as well so 1 hour 35 minutes and i had an amazing time recording it and that's one of the reasons this is taking so long um this one took so long to record afterwards is because i was recovering from recovering from how good of an episode that turned out to be and it was like after that i was like i don't know how i can record an episode alone on my own without a guest after that it's just really refreshing when you can have a conversation with someone and you don't even have to think about it like a lot of what we rambled on was sure we did have to think uh, a lot about the topics um hamilton was like you know it, it came after such a long discussion of andrew what what is it that we could talk about um that's a bad joke yeah hamilton was on the list straight away so it was it was really a privilege that i got to record that and um thank you andrew again i'll keep saying it uh thank you to the listeners for you lot if you hadn't heard it i mean then it would have been a waste of time which it clearly wasn't you, you seem to really like it um despite the technical difficulties now when i hit publish on that episode uh, straight away people were like um so it seems to be broken and uh, yeah <laughs> it was sos then i immediately asked daryl for help daryl if you don't know is the mastermind behind the tech side of uh, resemblings where it's where resemblings is mainly hosted so slanter press um and pods.slanterpress is a platform that he's building which he's graciously allowed me to be featuring my podcast on um for free because he's just a legend so then i immediately went to daryl and daryl fixed it somehow uh, it was absolutely my own fault because i didn't it's a long tech story because i didn't import this into audacity and then export it with the right tags i i kind of got lazy and i took the file and i sent it to daryl and then i was like yeah it should be fine and clearly it wasn't so it was my fault um sorry if he, if if the previous episode kind of chopped at about was the 73rd minute if i'm not wrong um so yeah it was it was it was a technical difficulty that we overcame and if you haven't heard the full 1 hour 35 minutes like you're really missing out because we um we really talked about you to be honest whoever you are we immediately talked about you after the 73rd minute where it cut off so if you're curious what we said about you then come on listen to the previous episode and add on those views and give me more of a reason to keep talking about the previous episode so then i can fill in this episode with content because i have a very empty bullet point list to begin with um yeah so i'm going to stop talking about stats there and swiftly we are going to pick a musical sting in 3 2 1 
Wow, I, I hope that, that was caught on by the microphone. I'm going to uh, increase the volume next time I play a sting. I'm just too lazy to edit this in, and if it gets picked up by the microphone and you sort of hear it, I'm I'm so I'm pretty satisfied. So I'm gonna uh, continue playing stings every time I need to make a topic switch. That's what a musical sting is for. If you've heard the previous episode again, you wouldn't know that. Um, so yeah, moving on. What's what's on our bullet point list? Let's find out. Um, it's a Saturday today, and yeah, so Friday is just around the corner again. And guess what's happening on a Friday? Drum roll. Um, not exactly drum roll, more of like a ooh sound effect. Um, that was me talking to myself about what sort of sound effect I would need to put in, but will not put in because I'm too lazy to edit. Okay. So uni starts back on a Friday. I'm in my final year of uni at NTU. I study computer science, if you were interested in knowing that. And I finished second year. And then I went on a placement from June of last year. And I went to a placement, did a whole year. And then summer rolled around and I did a summer placement. So I've been working pretty much continuously for the past 15-ish minutes, if my math isn't, isn't incorrect. And after all that, like, that sort of ease of working or that mental switch of moving from being a person who's, who's only doing uni stuff primarily to working in the tech industry, I have to now make the switch back to becoming a student and just, like, take on back those like student stereotypes of staying late in the library, just like burying yourself with fast food or coffee mugs, or just like really, um, what's the word for it? I'm trying to think of a word. Um, nope, can't think of the word. Uh, but all the student stereotypes, so I have to like go back to being a mainstream uni student on this Friday. and. I'm making it such a big deal, which I completely agree is a first world problem. Like, why is this even such, why is this such a topic that has made it to the podcast, you ask? It's because literally when I was thinking of, right, what's happening in my life that could be something of interest or could be something I could ramble on, and my brain was just like, uni, 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 uni. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's happening if you ask my feelings about it, not that you would, but I will presume you are interested to know. I'm not too bothered is what I say, but I feel like underneath it all, like really deeply, truly, I'm really, really anxious and just like, uh, you know that Spongebob meme where it's like his brain and there's all this paperwork and little Spongebob's in his brain, in Spongebob's brain, and he's throwing away all the fire, um, all the paper into fire. Yeah, that's that's what I feel like. Um, high five if you understand the reference. So yeah, it's, it's a bit like that because everyone just sort of goes on and on and on about how final year is the worst. And every time you talk about uni and then final year, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that part of the part of the ordeal in a way. It's almost a hush-hush or say, oh, yeah, we don't talk about final year. So that's what I feel like. Um, and then there's uh, for sure the pressure of like final year project 
everyone's like a final year project is basically like it just reminds me of when you go to school um and then you like if you go to school and then you have a summer holiday or like vacation for the uh, for a good three months or something and then you come back and then you show off your pencil case like that's literally final year project is showing off your pencil case like who has the snazziest looking who's got the who's got the metal case or who's got this uh the pencil case from last year it's literally just feels like so such a major talking point for when you go back to uni and that's uh, that's what i'm predicting it to be like like of course i'm a week away from finding out when i actually go to back to uni but that's literally what it feels like is everyone's going to have these amazing ideas that they've picked up from you know working in the industry or from like I don't know textbooks or wherever you get ideas from and then there's going to be me and I'm going to be like well you know I haven't had an idea yet and that reminds me of uh, if you've seen that Calvin and Hobbes Calvin and Hobbes is that what they're called excuse my quick googling skills Calvin and yeah Calvin and Hobbes so they have this comic strip right um let's find it really quickly so one of the comic strips and this is i would say one of the top famous Calvin and Hobbes comic strips but it's like Calvin goes like you can't just turn our creativity like a faucet you have to be in the right mood and then uh the question is posed to him saying what mood is that and he says last minute panic so that's the sort of state i see myself going into for the for like a final year project like for that pencil case that i will make and then be able to parade it and show off about oh wow i too can have ideas but not momentarily um so that's that's been a thing on my mind and i don't know how relatable this is like i don't know what sort of um age group my listeners are from like this might be super relatable to you like if you're looking for a final year project and i'm looking for a final year project like that's a support group right there and if you're not like if you've like got seven phd's and you've got your certs hung up on the wall behind you while you sit in a ceo chair typing away on a laptop like that's absolutely fine as well you can join our support group and then you can talk about how amazing your seven phd's were seven or did i say nine phds you get the idea so the sorry if this isn't too relatable um I, like it's become a major chunk of my brain at the moment and if i didn't talk about it i would have nothing to talk about so that's my worries recently i did think of like a few weeks ago i was like what if i set up a very fancy schmancy like i buy a domain name and then it's like finally your project ideas for riz.com or something um let me know what you think about that do you think i'd get a lot of views for that or like some tangible ideas because if it's a good idea i might just set it out um like i haven't got enough to do in my life uh but if you have any ideas like let me know um 
who would have thought when you start our podcast, one of the things I would be asking for is give me final year project ideas. But here we are. If you have an idea, send it my way. I just, I'm open to any ideas that could make my life easier. Because oh, we all like an easy life, don't we? Um, and here I am going to my second tab for a musical sting number two. Why did that sound like I was winning gold in the Olympics? Um, I should have really like looked for some musical stings in advance and then have them ready, but we'll get better over time. This is just episode seven. This is me being real, sitting on the floor, just chatting to you. Eventually we'll, we'll, we'll become better or worse. No promises. Um, yeah, moving on closely related to final year projects and just like the pressure of delivering something was um this thing or like this concept i don't know if it's a concept but like my feelings or my thoughts on the pressure of making something perfect or being a perfectionist and this is like a pretty cliche topic to talk about i agree but it was one of the beginning um one of the first ever topics I tangled with back when again I was about 16-ish or 15 on my blog so it was it was immediately the one of the very first things I sat and wrote my thoughts out on paper and it's it's again one of those topics that I thought I always was a perfectionist growing up like I was always 100% like oh it needs to be perfect like I was that person in a, in a group project who would just like throw away everything else in her life like I would absolutely stay awake really late making sure our group outshine like outshone everybody else's um, like one time we had a salad decorating competition back in Saudi Arabia because that's how cool we were so we had a salad decorating competition, which literally, as the name suggests, is you um, make a salad and then you decorate it. Also, I'm going to pause the story. Sorry if my voice is like sounding like really, like, I don't know. Um, I should have probably had, I should have probably kept a water bottle nearby, but I don't. So we're going to, we're going to persist with this even uglier voice back to the story. So we had a salad decorating competition back in, I can't remember what grade it was. I think it was grade eight, grade six, grade seven. Between grade six and grade eight. Um, and we had to decorate a salad. So of course I was, I don't know how it happened, but I was made in charge of our group. And that was one of the very first times that I had to kind of decorate not only a salad but also decorate the name of the group so because it was kind of informal you chose your own friends and you made your own groups and everything um, then you could come up with a team name so we had different teams in our classroom and maybe i might even have a picture of the final salad that i made so well, one of the first tasks was coming up with a team name and people chose all sorts of weird names but the one I remember most 
is besides our own was there was a team that came up with the name called the team who wins or something and if you come up with a name like that if you call yourself the team that wins or the team that comes first or if you just allude to you winning and then you plug it in your name like please sit down and please get humble because i was really annoyed when that happened and i got so annoyed that i'm talking to you about it like all these years later in a podcast like that's how annoying i found it but moving on from that <coughs> excuse me moving on from that the name that i finally picked for our team was called like superlatives let me just google if that's the right pronunciation <sighs> super yeah super late super superlative that's spelled s u p e r l a t i v e i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right i probably didn't pronounce it right back then as well but it's superlative and that's to show the greatest degree of comparison so for example the superlative of good is best so that's an example let me find you some other examples of superlatives I need to stop saying superlatives because if it's wrong then I'm going to get toasted for saying it wrong so many times. So another example is sweet, sweeter, sweetest. So the regular form of a word would be like sweet, the comparative would be sweeter, and then the superlative like the supreme level would be sweetest. And that's what I call our team, we call ourselves superlatives, and that's pretty much a metaphor for exactly how I conduct my um like my struggles or how I am in a team group like I'm always there to achieve and be like better or be out of the box or just be you know the superlative of the norm so always setting the bar high and high and high and the highest and that's what happened even in our group project back in the day so salad making competition superlatives was made we made some snazzy sal- salads um i think if i remember correctly and for this i'll need to check my pic- the, the if i have any photos of it and if i do uh you'll probably find them on my website which we'll mention later at the end but i'll try to see if i can find any pictures but one of the salads that we made was like a rabbit shape which is so on brand if you know me that is so on brand it was a rabbit and i think a rabbit sorry a rabbit and a parrot which rhymes and i don't think i knew that until today so we made a rabbit and a parrot and i don't think we won <laughs> which is which is a sad story now isn't it I don't think we won. I think we were second, which isn't too far away from first. But that I remember being so caught up like this was such a serious event in my life, like it cemented its place so solidly because it was such a big deal to me. And um how that's connected to perfectionism or is that even a word? How that's how how that is connected to being a perfectionist is 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 sort of indirectly in a way but it's the it's the underlying sort of the let me let me summarize my my thoughts it's the hustle 
and I hate the word hustle, but it's the hustle that I always had from that age as well that made me always have thoughts on perf- on being perfect or being uh, better, etc. And so I sort of wrote some thoughts about it in 2014 and I'm going to read it out to you um, and then we'll see what, what, what present me thinks. So the thing I wrote was called perfectionist to be or not to be that is the question and before I get into this I would like to even mention that please excuse my writing from back in 2014 I was so wordy like I wrote I picked adjective like I picked um, pick the longest word or the most complicated word thinking that would make my writing super interesting because I knew all these fancy schmancy words and it was so bad, like I wrote so wordily that it got back so bad that the definition of being wordy was um, given to me by uh, my my English teacher who I absolutely just, she's the, she's the reason why I write or why I started writing. And she literally like Googled um, wordiness to me and then just like message to uh message this entire passage on being wordy or what you can do to avoid it it was like getting a diagnose like being diagnosed with a like a disease almost and yeah so excuse the wordiness i th- i sort of got over being wordy i try to pick the easiest word or the word that like don't use another word if the word that you have just fits well and yeah so excuse excuse my past self for still not knowing how to do that while I read this to you. <clears throat> Something I've noticed since a long time now is the mindset associated with the word perfectionist. Now I might be wrong, but I feel as though the slightest thought for desiring perfection falls under the list of negative emotions, which people far often end up criticizing. Not only that, but this typical criticism is perhaps the greatest reason why we blindly shun anything that has got to do with achieving perfection. Yes, I know what you're thinking. Nobody is, can, or ever be perfect. And I absolutely agree with that age-old wise saying. Yet in cementing our brains into believing so, we're unconsciously cutting the path to progress because we ignore one wonderful route of betterment, which I think is the feeling of wanting to achieve perfection. Let's face it, there are numerous occasions in life where we wish to reach a goal, and more often than sometimes we adhere to merely wishing. The drive for accomplishment just never arrives while a perfectionist is never short of one. This is the differentiating factor. In reality, perfection isn't as simple as it seems. It has such an immense magnitude of underlying fierce emotions. Emotions are very person to person. Usually we strive for perfection because of bitterness towards something or in a manner to prove our superiority in the face of competition. And this exact reason is why perfection has come to be considered somewhat negatively. Alas, if we could channel this fierceness in a more self-benefiting way, 
under the light of positivity. Perhaps then we could learn to use it to our advantage. I think I've always been somewhat of a perfectionist. And the one thing I can tell you for certain is, it ain't easy. You have to first absorb this drive, wrestle with the ferocity, be ready to have a knocking in your brain for however long, and then only can it be converted into betterment for any work it is you wish to be done perfectly. Many times just the desire to have something absolutely perfect is what allowed me to break the box of norm and think beyond the obvious. The only logical conclusion I end up at is perfection mastered perfectly can definitely be maddening, but that doesn't make it any less beautiful. So yeah, that were my thoughts uh, back in on the July 1st, 2014. And I'm severely eye-rolling to that statement um, at the end, calling um, like mastering perfection can be beautiful. Like, I don't know if that's a blanket statement there. Like, I really think I should have rethought the, that statement. Um, I've... Like, I've intentionally stopped caring so much about getting things perfect. Like, I've almost told myself to, like, chill and calm down and not worry about always being a superlative or, like, always being best or the, like, the supremest form, like, and just be yourself or just... I know that's such a state, like, that's such a... That's such a cliche, but just being enough in a way is sometimes your most perfect like fulfillment of doing a thing and that is enough i've coached myself to stop caring as much and there's absolutely like 98 times out of 100 i still fall for it like i still want to almost overachieve not just achieve but overachieve and it can be a positive thing in many ways. Sometimes it can be because if you, if, otherwise I would, the, the flip side of this would be, I would absolutely be, I, I, would, I would not care to even achieve. If I wasn't reaching for overachieving and then I get to achieve, like if I stop doing that, I feel like I would so easily fall into just underplaying things or just being just doing less than enough and I would get complacent or be lazy so I think personally again depends so much person to person this is just my ramble on my on my thoughts or like my rambling on my experiences with it is it it can be a negative in a lot of cases but personally I've sort of I wouldn't say mastered it, but I've sort of recognized when I'm when I'm just when I'm like marking myself towards a goal and then trying to achieve it, and when I am almost over engineering a a process to try and overachieve and try and reach that out of the box um, or break the box, box of norm. And I've sort of begun to recognize it. And I think that's the main point that past me didn't mention in that article is that um, you have to be able to 
sort of switch and it also depends on priorities or what you're trying to achieve but it isn't a fact like you can't say I'm a perfectionist and then be like yeah if I don't overachieve or if I'm not nailing this 100% like this is then questioning my own statement of calling myself a perfectionist you have to be able to switch it around and I know that isn't like rocket science like I know you're all thinking wow she really didn't know that but I think it's we get so caught up and then we don't mention it or you don't realize and then until you put it down on paper or you don't put it out on a podcast which the world is listening to and then judging you for it it gets missed and that's what I'm trying to do is I'm trying not to get it to be missed by my future self or by anyone who's listening to this and even if you agree slightly then yeah we I feel like I've sort of done my job which is just blabbering into a microphone and hoping I don't make a joke out of myself sting time See, that was a horrible sting. I don't know how Andrew picked the nicest stings last time. Andrew, how did you do it? Share to us your secret. But I'm picking all the wrong ones. Like, that was literally, like, a headliner sting. And I have absolutely no news to break to you. Um, Besides literally just reading my bullet point list. For anything else that we've missed. Oh, yeah. Moving on to this very um, spicy topic recently that's been going on in the Twitter world. Um, so if you've, if you've, like if you're a human, you would probably know of Harry Potter. And if you've heard the previous episode, you would have known that um, we, uh, so me and Andrew, we covered a, a bit on Hufflepuffs which is one of the Harry Potter houses. But what you didn't know, and this wasn't mentioned on the podcast because it didn't happen while we were recording the podcast, was after that episode, is we basically caused change in the world by merely rambling on the amazing Lin-Manuel Miranda and talking about Harry Potter houses and me mentioning Tom Felton. We caused all these things to interact in the real world and this happened and it's fact-checked and you can go back in history and like google it but so the other day Tom Felton you know the Tom Felton who played Draco 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 Malfoy and um, so he tweeted out uh, tagging Hamilton the musical and saying how wonderful it is and how big of a fan he is and then Lin-Manuel Miranda replied back to it and then they had a conversation and I was fangirling and Lin was fangirling but I was actually fangirling because Lin was fangirling and then um, I forget his name but the, the actor who plays Neville Longbottom he got in as well so he said that he'd seen Hamilton and then um, Lin-Manuel Miranda used the snake emojis for Tom Felton clearly showing that he's a Slytherin so yeah we basically caused this interaction and I'm taking 100% credit for it and Andrew's shaking like 1% of the credit so yeah that 
happened and that was a very um, I was really enjoying seeing that obviously I absolutely love taking credit for things um, no actually I absolutely love um, Harry Potter houses and Lin-Manuel Miranda as you know uh, enough said about that um, although which leads me on to a more sadder topic which is again connected to these topics but it just breaks my heart that one Harry Potter houses so I took the stupid sorting hat quiz even though obviously I was like yeah I'm Slytherin but then because Carol hi Carol what did you start Carol uh, took the quiz and she was sorted into Gryffindor and then I was like you know what let's just prove it to everybody that I'm a Slytherin and then I took the quiz and that stupid quiz just showed that I was a Hufflepuff and I've been then just getting berated by all my friends about how like what a Hufflepuff I am and yeah I basically like two days after that like I was in trauma I was like what is happening who am I is this the end of the world are Hufflepuffs taking over have I spent too long with Hufflepuffs is my brain different am I the same person I was you know all these identity crisis questions were just like slamming at me and then Wonderfully enough, Emma Seward, hello Emma, if you're listening to this, um, happy birthday. If I post this on a Monday, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. This is the first ever happy birthday on a podcast. Wish happy birthday, Emma Seward. But if you're listening to this, you Slytherin. So then Emma took the quiz and then she turned out to be a Slytherin, even though obviously I was championing, ch- championing her to be a Hufflepuff. So we basically switched identities, I think. I don't know what happened, but that happened. And then to further salt my wounds, Emma Seward sent me a scarf, a Harry Potter scarf in the mail. And then shock, it was a Hufflepuff scarf, which is very soft and like very warm and very wonderful. Thank you, Emma. But it was a Hufflepuff scarf, a Hufflepuff scarf. Try saying that six times in a row really quickly. It's really hard to say. A Hufflepuff scarf. And yeah, so that has been um, sat on my um, on my drawer chest very wonderfully. It's it's a great scarf, and I'm probably gonna use it. But I think I've sort of accepted that the sorting hat doesn't know me, and J.K. Rowling doesn't know me, so she can just like go away. And I'm gonna continue calling myself a Slytherin. Um, uh, yeah, so that was a, a very off topic. Um, I don't know if you'd be interested in knowing all those exciting Harry Potter drama going on. But if you are, and if you want to join along, you can take the uh, sorting hat quiz and then we can get to the bottom of is the sorting um, sorting hat quiz absolutely broken. So if you're interested in doing that, um, we did the one on Pottermore. So uh, use that link. I will also tweet it out and then share the results with me. And so then we can just like bully this dumb quiz on the internet full on like do that please just convince me that I am I'm so Slytherin please help me out here um so that was that was very like a lot of fun and I wonder what sort of like real interactions this episode will cause I feel like I almost have uncovered a superpower is if I talk about a subject maybe that thing will start like being affected so I'm going to try it out by, um, what can we talk about? By talking about 
I'm trying to think of some person who I want to talk about who would then be affected by it. So, hmm, I can't think of a celebrity name, so I'm just going to say, um, I'm going to mention Anna for the fourth time, but this time I'm not going to tag her on Twitter and then I'm going to see, I'm going to test her if she actually listens to this entire episode of 40 minutes. And then if she does, that will affect her. And I'm sorry I didn't think this through at all. That's probably not how the superpower works. But I wanted to continue the Anna mention streak going. So this is the fourth time she's been mentioned and we will continue to do it. She's almost become a mascot for resemblings. And yeah, it's amazing. And yeah, I, I hope you found it amazing too. And with that, it's been 41 minutes almost of me rambling and my throat's getting really dry. Like, I, I almost sound like Bane from Batman without the mask. Or maybe I am wearing the mask. Oh, maybe I am Batman. Oh, facts. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm getting really thirsty. This was resembling episode number seven. Um, I, I don't actually remember what we chatted on. Um, I hope you enjoyed. I hope you didn't have to forward too much. Again, I'm still very new to this podcasting scene. Thank you for sticking by 41 minutes of this, for all the support and everything. And for this episode, for the Resemble a Long Challenge. See, I haven't thought of what we, what we should call it because it isn't exactly a challenge. So if you want to resemble along on any topic during this podcast, like any of the subjects that we covered, if you want to have some thoughts on my thoughts and then we will thought thoughts out, if you want to thought thoughts out, like that's that's what you want to do, you can resemble along using like hashtag the hashtag resemble along. That's R I Z A M B L E A L O N G. Resemble along. If you hashtag the hashtag, I'll pick up on it. You can also at me at Rizbiscuits. Um, you can make sure you listen to this podcast. The best place I would suggest unbiased opinions is on my website. So if you go to rizwanahan.com forward slash resemblings forward slash EP7 or EP6 or EP5, whatever, whichever episode you want, that's the pattern we're going for. Please give it a listen. Um, and yeah, for the resemble along um, hashtag this week, again, it's an open forum, open discussion Give me your thoughts on anything and everything that you have. But in specifics, I would say, hmm, I like your thoughts on like a time, uh, like a, a sin, like an experience of being in a competitive environment. So it can be like a school competition like mine or it can be like an exam environment or maybe a workplace thing, like where you've had to compete for something and how you've done it or your thoughts or your experience, whether it was a positive one or a negative one, or it could just be a gif on it. Like talk to me about competition, perfectionism. I'm still not sure if that's a word or just getting challenged. Like all of these like similar themes. It's not super strict. So you can literally gif anything and I would just love for you to interact and then we would just 
we would like have a fun time and that's that's the whole point of life isn't it um ending on that super uh open-ended um point um this was resemblings episode seven thank you so much for listening don't forget to resemble along i appreciate your ears goodbye and i will see you again well or you'll 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 hear of me again bye